This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that can't believe what it witnessed last night. Uh, in my 50 years of watching football, I don't think I've seen anything quite like what I saw at White Hart Lane last night. It was just unbelievably mental. In fact, there's only one word for it, and the name of the show is Bonkers. Chelsea Fancast 1078, and uh, I'm, of course, Stamford Chidge, and with me, as ever, is the wonderful Jonathan Kidd. Chidge, lovely, lovely adjective. Thank you very much indeed. Well, I'm, uh, I've am i hardly recovered yeah. from uh, from the experience of, of watching that bizarre, chaotic, that was the word that I came, which came back and watched it on Sky. That was the word they used all the time. Um, uh weirdness of 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 a strange wonderful experience at the same time and because i love beating tottenham i love beating tottenham at the the lane or wherever it is the top the wonderful tottenham stadium because it is a remarkable edifice but um uh we're going to get onto it because it, it it was we we should have just fallen apart after they were all over us but you know good on us for having come back but it was it was it was also made remarkable by the five disallowed goals and the the uh, the ridiculous standing about waiting for VAR to check everything. It was so weird. But the the away end was completely fan fucking tastic. I mean, that's one of the things I'm so loving about supporting Chelsea at the moment is the the humour, the the energy, the passion with all the fans uh, is, uh, I'm afraid to say, uh, particularly, especially away, is because uh, we're just a tight-knit group of 3,000 or whatever they are. 
who are actually focused on supporting the team. And it's, it's wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful. It is wonderful, particularly as if we win away, you know. So, but even then, if we don't, shall I tell you who's on the show tonight? What a good idea! You think? Yeah, it is. In fact, here's a clue: the Chelsea Chiellini himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. The a man of wit and uh, and uh, very pertinent remarks about. Uh, opposition your your posts about spurs <laughs> were very very amusing indeed on twitter uh and it is of course the excellent dan silver good evening it's good to be here good to have normal service as you down n17 yeah danny <laughs> yes. boy good to see you mate uh it's almost impossible to know where to start so what i'm going to do is do what i usually do and say as ever don't forget you can listen to the show live every monday live! Live every Monday and Friday. Dan's gone. I caused Dan to go. I don't know. There's something up with his audio. I don't know. We'll have to just be patient with him. But anyway, yeah, live every Monday and Friday. Live! Thank you, JK. At 7.30pm or there or thereabouts by going to Mixler, which is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com. Mixler! Where Sorry. you can uh, join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. And, of course, you can live! you can follow. Enough! Thank you. You can also follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple and all good podcast platforms. And of course, make sure you leave us a monstrously gorgeous, succulent five-star review. Right, we will be uh, uh, coming back to talk about one of the, as I said, one of the most um, incredible and nutty bonkers matches I've ever seen after this short statement. Well, I mean, I was going to say where to start. So, I, I mean, I thought, JK, when I was ruminating on how on earth to talk about this mad uh, event that we were all very privileged to be at last night, I think the only way is to start at the beginning, really. Um, I actually have to say, before we start on anything, it's the first time I'd been to uh, Three Point Lane. And, uh, you know, I've been to the old one quite a few times. It, I have to say, it's it's a hugely impressive stadium. It really oh, is. It, it's It's wonderful. It is completely wonderful. And there they've worked out that the, the louder you sing, the more they get heard. Because the Spurs fans were um, losing unbelievably loud, but fantastic. You know, huge kudos to them. Never, never stopped singing. In fact, they were they were so loud, it was irritating. Yeah, they were so constant. And yeah. that's the way it should be, really. But they've got a lot to sh- to 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 be to shout about, to be enthusiastic about, because they've been top of the league and we we undid their unbeaten record however 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 uh we had a horrible horrible start um you know that first 20 minutes was just i mean we would chase i mean i said it to the chap that i was standing next to and i was down on the court by the corner flag but uh we were chasing shadows rabbits in their headlights goal down after five minutes which was deflected incidentally horrible start i mean i think what what it says to me actually i i don't think it was us playing horribly i 
I think Tottenham are a very, very good team. And for those first 20 minutes, they showed us, didn't they, JK? Yes. Um, the I was watching Son a lot because I really think he's a great player. And it's interesting comparing him with Jackson because you can only butt if you've got a, a centre-forward who's as, who's as um, speedy and uh, and goes off the, the edge of the line all the time. They're, they're very... He's obviously with... with um, what's his name? Poxaclegu. What's his name? But I forgot his name. Their manager. Postacoglu. Yeah, um They work on on playing that ball across to Son um, as a kind of they regular. They move it about so quickly. They move it so quickly. Yeah, so quickly. But he is always looking for nearly for every opportunity to see if the ball will just be chipped over the top of this of the centre half. And he so he's constantly springing backwards and forwards, running in and out of the. Um, he's, and not offside, doesn't get offside, just runs behind, checks, checks his runs, comes back. Huge amount of activity. And uh, they they were very, very impressive uh, in the first 10 minutes. And we could not get on the ball in the slightest. We just, it was it was embarrassing, actually. And Connor was absolutely headless chicken time. Kept being caught in possession, kept giving the ball well, away. Well, they all did. But they were second they all, to the ball. Tottenham were, were right in their faces, on their faces all the time, and it was, and they were, and also spurred on by the crowd. I mean, as I said in my um, my fan bite, I, I thought the atmosphere was slightly hysterical. That was the trouble. I actually thought, and I felt that this pushed the players, pushed yeah. their players yeah. into the indiscipline that we were to oh, see we'll, later. We'll, we'll hit that. Was a frantic. There was a frantic yeah. feel about it, and also they thought. We're going to rub your noses in yeah. it because we're top. It's the best we've ever played. We're marvellous. And you are going to suffer accordingly. They they were they were desperate for it. They were yeah. absolutely desperate yeah. for it. And, yeah. and you know, I, I will we'll come back to this at the end of the show when I kind of sum it all up. Um, but, uh, you know, and I mentioned it, didn't we, on, on, on Friday with Ricky, you know, that, that we have psychologically damaged Spurs as an entire football club. You know, and this came out throughout the evening, I think. But it was uh, it was Son's, uh, I think, well, I think the weird thing is, when I was writing this, I was thinking, oh, well, that was the turning point. And then a minute later, oh, no, no, that was the turning point. And, uh, oh, actually, no, no, that was the turning point. So maybe there were many turning points, but the first turning one point... Of them, one of them could have been Jackson's shot, you know, when yeah. he took a... A, a very good save around the corner because suddenly that was Jackson's actually for me well, best moment in the whole match. Before before we got to that, I I, I actually think the first turning point, and arguably the most important uh, turning point, was uh, Son's disallowed goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I no none of us knew that it was, but it was offside. Um, but I I mean, you know, two nil down then, and that's game over the way they Absolute, were playing. Absolutely, would have been four nil, five nil. I agree. But I mean, it was it was definitely offside. By the way, for the first of many VAR decisions, it was correct. But I tell you what, it was by a gnat cock. We were lucky. You not yeah. think? Oh, completely. Yeah. No, I agree completely. I felt that there, there. Well, as you say, it's one of several. Um, one of several moments. Uh, but yeah, I think they got slightly deflated. Not that the crowd did. The crowd just got louder and louder and pushed them further and further. But it, it meant that they were at a kind of heightened level and uh, they were very, very physical and it encouraged us to be physical. And I have to say, I didn't think we were wanting 
I was very impressed by the the response. No, we stood up to it, didn't we? To the physicality, yeah, absolutely. I thought there were some players who who wore some nasty challenges and were still there in the mix. I think uh, um, uh, Enzo is one of them. Enzo just each week all night proves to me that he is uh, he's really on it for this any kind of physicality that's involved. As was as was uh, I mean all the midfield workers. So all, all, all three of them. That's the best pair best triumvirate we've got we like it said that on friday that really is the best they play together they can only but evolve you know oh they're good already and it's only it's only yeah. been a, a matter of weeks isn't it dan yeah. um an- another turning point for me and, and it's kind of weird actually because it, it might have gone a bit uh unnoticed but you know udogi uh two-footed sterling uh, it was a bit hard to see from where I was, in fact, from where all of us were, really, because it was at the other end. But, you know, it should have been a red card. Uh, the reason that that Udoggy didn't break uh, Sterling's leg was because he, he managed to just about get his foot out of the way. But the intent was there. Uh, and VAR says no. Um, now, the reason I say that it was a turning point, because I think it woke Chelsea up. You know, they were getting absolutely battered and they they suddenly thought, fuck me, we really are in a game here. And it was like, it was almost like self-preservation rather than football because Spurs were putting their foot in all over the place, weren't they? Oh, completely, yeah. I mean, we just woke up. I think had he made contact with Sterling, he would have got a red card. The fact that Sterling jumped out of it, it would, it, it becomes less reckless for whatever bizarre reason that... It, it's in the, in, the laws, it. in the laws, Dan, it's, it's intent. Yeah. They should have gone and say so yeah. should have uh, Romero for kicking Colwell at the same sort yeah. of time. Yeah, that's. But I think we were a couple. To be fair, before Romero was sent off, we had a lot of possession. We were dominating and playing well. We had the Sterling goal disallowed. We actually woke up, started playing some nice football, dominating the field, and then obviously you know that crazy twenty minutes at the end of the second first half just went absolutely I bonkers. Did. We woke up, we turned up. The song goal, as we said earlier, was very fine margins, and we actually turned up. Yeah. For, for a change, did, did and you, Cole, you know, Cole will? Did you, Sorry, no, one. I was going to say, did you? I mean, did you see? Did you see uh, Romero kicking Cole? Because I mean, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, I didn't see it. I just, I can't. I was shocked. I, I, saw I them both go down. I saw it obliquely. You know, you know what I mean. You see, I saw it obliquely, um, and I, I couldn't quite believe what I'd seen. And I was thinking, why is Colwell writhing around in agony? And then I thought, oh fucking hell, he must have kicked him. So you, you saw it, Dan, at the time. Well, I saw something had happened because Colwell's not the type to go down like that. So I saw the kind of tangle of legs. I didn't know whether he'd scissor kicked him on the ground. I wasn't quite sure. It's one of those kind of out of the peripheral vision kind of thing, trying to watch the game going on beyond, you know, the counter attack. I mean, it's just, he's, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, an, he's an horrible defender and he, he's, 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 he's a liability. He's a nasty but, piece of yeah, shit, isn't he? He's an horrible little shitty, he's a liability, I mean, absolute liability. I mean, he's a great defender, but just a, Absolute, absolute shit wanker. House wanker. Yeah. No, he's an absolute yeah. four, wanker. Four times he's been sent off. I think in seventy games or something. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, I saw it. I saw it. I was actually watching because uh, I, I saw them both lying on the ground. The linesman was right on top of them. I mean, you know, three yards away, less, and he kicked him lying on the. He kicked him on the floor yeah. after the challenge. He yeah. kicked. And I said to everybody, for fuck's sake, Colwell's just been kicked by Romero, and nobody else had seen it. And nobody else said, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying, no, no, look, he just kicked him. I, I don't yeah. understand. And the linesman's there. And, I'm, and I actually said, for fuck's sake, what is the linesman doing? It's right on top yeah. of him. 
And and so this is the kind of thing where you think he's not, he is scared to tell the referee, he's told Oliver for some reason that there's been a serious foul play right in front of him. So I don't understand how did VAR not bother to check it? I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I think probably they're so, they're so terrified of making decisions now. They don't want to yeah. say anything because they're going to get absolutely eviscerated. I think um, Foster Chocolate Eclair said off the game about <laughs> um, you know referees are too scared to make decisions. They're, all their decisions being you know completely you know marginalised because of VAR. It's clearly listen. It was a kick. I mean, it's red cards. I mean, Hang I on, it Beckham, Beckham, Beckham got sent. He, you remember yeah. when he kicked Simeone? He hardly yeah. touched him, but he still so got he, sent off. And a very different footballing era. All those rules have changed now. It doesn't matter if he had intent or it was wasn't malicious. He kicked him. It's a red card. I don't, I don't understand it. The rules just seem to be changing from match to match, minute to minute. It was it was baffling. Mostly, he got his just desserts 10, 15 minutes later. You know, and that's when VAR actually does work. They go through different phases of play and find, and they got they got to the right decision. Although I thought Casillas offside was harsh. It was um, they got to the right decision, but it, it it's a great goal. Isn't it? It? Great oh, it was a fantastic goal. strike. Fantastic yeah. I mean, goal. yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 Caicedo's. Caicedo's? Yeah. Well, what about, I mean, just to rewind a bit, because um, Sterling scored pretty much right after that uh, yeah. Romero kick out, didn't he? And, I mean, it was handball. It was absolutely Yeah, correct. you can't, can't argue. Blayton, I mean, didn't, didn't he VAR for that, to be honest? No, no. I mean, I, I mean, obviously couldn't really see it from where I was standing, but... Uh, I mean, it was it was a correct decision, fair play. So that's the first goal disallowed. Sorry, the second goal of the match disallowed, but the first for us. Yeah. Um, again, I think I think that the tide turned for us after this as well because it suddenly Spurs suddenly didn't feel invincible anymore. You know what you were talking about, J.K. That kind of uh, arrogance, and they were absolutely desperate to fuck us over. It you could feel it go out like a balloon after Sterling scored. I think they were taken aback because yeah. they didn't realise that we would play as well as that. Yeah, I really think that's the case. Yeah, uh, and then and then uh, Dan, do you want to come in? Yeah, just talk about the Spurs and how I mean they 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 played a lot of teams you'd expect them to beat, and they struggled to beat Sheffield United. They struggled yeah. to beat nine men Liverpool and, and Luton. 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 Yeah, they have, they have they they've beaten teams you'd expect Tottenham to beat. However, Spurs these Spurs are big. So you know they they've had the Arsenal was actually a decent match. They drew. You know, we we put the sword eventually. So I don't think they're as good as people are making out. There's this whole a lot of kind of loving because because the manager's so affable and nice that everyone's got a bit of a Tottenham loving. But they, you know, they'll, they'll you know they'll they'll be Spurs. They'll Spurs it up. You know, injury suspensions. Half the wow. back four is missing. They, they go back to normality. I heard. I heard. Their... I saw Ricky Ricky Sachs, who was with us on Friday on on Sky Sports today, and he was understandably rather crestfallen. Um, but he was saying that, you know, this has really fucked them. But we'll get more into that later. Um, we'll we'll savour it later. Uh, and and then, I mean, really, the next kind of 10, 10, 15 minutes was just utter mental madness. I mean, Caicedo scores an absolute worldie. I mean, it's a brilliant goal. Uh, Jackson was offside because he was standing in, in the way of the goalkeeper, apparently. In the meantime, I mean, none of this. I mean, I just about barely had cl- clocked the fact that Caicedo had scored a worldie because I'm, you know, really low down in the corner flag. Horrible fucking place to watch football for. That's why I moved second half. But anyway, uh, so, you know, none of this, I had any idea what was going on. But Jackson was offside. That was correct. Romero, in the meantime, while all this was going on, had tried to break Fernandez's leg. Uh, So, first of all, we had the goal chalked off. 
waiting for VAR to, to to not explain that. And I'm saying yeah, no, no. Get I, what, that, we didn't get it. I, didn't I know. Well, I'm. I was saying. I was saying to the. I said, mate, mate. It's still. It's still one-one. They haven't shot the goal off. You know. And then, then, then they were checking. And what? Not checking for a penalty? What the fuck is? It was mental. Anyway, Romero thankfully got sent off as he should have done, and uh, and Palmer scores the pen to make it one-one, and we're back in it. But that was that passage of play was ridiculous. I mean, we we had no idea what was going on, J.K. We did. Not, not a clue. Well, actually, I saw Sterling lying on the ground, and I thought it was Sterling that yeah. had got the end that he'd been chopped. But they checked him, and it was only afterwards they realised that Enzo had been kicked up in the air by Romero. That was—I don't think that's what any of us. We didn't see that, did we? Jid, no, we didn't no, see that. Did you? No one saw it. No, nothing. I just, just there was so much going on. Yeah, we didn't yeah. see it. Well, that's yeah. the biggest bugbear of the VAR. No one in the stadium knew what was going on. Like if they have an American football, the refs are mic'd up and they speak to the crowd. They, they should be saying what's going on. Checking penalty, checking red cards. They need to communicate because sitting around for like 22 minutes the first half, there was nothing going on. They need to communicate so much better with everyone going on. They don't have to run in commentary, oh, checking red cards, checking this, checking that. And then obviously they in the stadium, they played the uh, the red card, didn't they? All Spurs fans got a bit aerated. Well, right, didn't they? well when, they sh- when they showed the tackle, yeah. the whole stadium went, oh, because everybody realised yeah. it was a leg breaker. Yeah. Didn't you notice Ridiculous. That? Well, I thought the Spurs fans were getting angry because some, you know, it's so funny. Like, who was it that said it? Um, Jonathan Waters, that idiot who played for Stoke, or yeah. not a red card. Obviously, we're in the Chelsea end, so I think yeah. obviously what I was hearing was the utter shock. I mean, because it was like it was palpable. You could even hear. I watched the game back today, so I could try and fucking yeah. understand what actually happened, and you yeah. could hear it. Everybody was going, "Oh, you know." Yeah. Get... My, my stepson's a stepson's a massive Spurs fan. He goes, "Oh, he's an idiot." It's definite red. Yeah, well, it's absolutely a red. And, yeah. uh, anyway, Palmer just about scored the pen. It went in off the post, but they all count. So it's one-one. We're back in it. Then, then Jackson scores a goal, uh, and he was actually he wasn't offside. It was Sterling that was offside, and that was correct. So again, more nonsense going on. I mean, basically, just after this passage of play. You know, Spurs, I think, J.K., as you were saying, they absolutely lost their heads. I mean, it's ridiculous. They were so on top for 20 minutes, and then they lost their heads. And as I said, with that goal, uh, the Palmer goal, but the, the, again, previously with Sterling, I think we proved to them that we could get at them. But actually, I mean, I was talking to uh, to Mark, uh, me, and at half time, and uh, I was saying, mate, you know, we're back in this properly. I mean, it's ridiculous as though it seemed after that first 20 minutes. We were right back in it. We really were. Do you think the same? Oh, yeah, but I thought we were back in it when we scored. We kept scored the disallowed goals yeah. because uh, we hadn't been competing at all in the first 15 minutes. No, I thought, um, I just felt we were um, we were still not being blessed with the best attackers. I have to think, see, I thought Sterling had a very good game indeed. Yeah. I thought Sterling was really on it, really running at great pace, and they couldn't deal with him on occasions. Um uh, um, uh, but um, Jackson is just a kind of anomaly. I was pleased for him that he scored the three because I, I hope that we'll now start seeing a much more vibrant player, the the player that we saw in um, in preseason, who was who was similar to to Son, just making all these constant runs. Whereas he still was prone to um, standing about and not doing much. And then, in as we were to discover later on, when they had the the very high line. He was constantly offside. I'm afraid it was 
Maratta all over again. I'm just, I'm shouting, Jackson, for fuck's sake, get back on side, get back on side. I think he's got it in his head, some strikers have, that the game will somehow, because he's not going to have the ball passed to him, that he's he's making a, he's ahead of the game and constantly will um, will be in a position to have the ball passed to him, which uh, we're ahead of the defenders, which in fact happened for one of the goals. Because he hadn't, he'd been he'd standing offside. He was ahead of them when it, when it went to Sterling, and it was, and I think went to Gallagher and was passed across. Um, but it, it's it's a it's a very dubious tactic to me because if the ball is passed to you, you're offside, you know. Yeah. So, and if you're the only person forward, you know. But but um, uh, no, I, I I that was my one fear was I thought well, it's all very well Sterling playing out of his skin in the midfield playing out of their skin but we need to get the ball in the net um but did you did so, you still worry about the fact that we i mean we were profligate again through massive again spells yeah of completely game. absolutely you know absolutely. i mean I, I want one thing that really encouraged me as well uh was that as we were trudging off at half time uh madison went off injured and and he'd been in in short spells quite dangerous but also van der ven uh, did his hamstring didn't he so on comes Hoiberg and Romero and you know we've been saying you know from a distance for a while that you know Spurs top of the league yeah winning all the games yeah um, but their squad depth I mean they've still got all the shit players they've had for years in the squad and on they came to my delight yeah. Hoiberg and Romero and not Madison. Romero sorry uh, Emerson uh, Royale Emerson yeah, is Royale. a full back who plays centre back yeah. yeah their squad depth is really weak but um, no, Madison, so- sorry, sorry, Dan. Madison had been good. Um, he's he's a really tricky player. Yeah, he's a good and player. Still, you know, I'm, I have to say, he'd be, who who would be left out? I suspect if we'd bought him, then they'd have sold, they'd have sold Gallica. But um, uh, yeah, it was um, it was it was fortunate for us as well. But I think it was also because they they upped their the physicality of it, and we responded. I think they were taken aback by the fact that they they got kicked. Colwell, Colwell is actual fact. Um, uh, slightly mad on occasions. I got. I thought, oh, you know, he I'm hates thinking. Tottenham. He, yes, he, he <laughs> no, does. but he was on the telly. He was on the telly the other day, and they right. were saying we play Tottenham. You know, from the youth level, every level we play, and it's drummed right. into us from the minute we join this club that the one team you have to beat is Tottenham. And he's known that since he was eight years old. Wow, Dan, because he he ultimately took him off, didn't he? Sorry, Dan, he took him off at half time because my he was, point exactly, yeah, yeah, good management because he would got sent off because the worst you could have done is got a man sent off, go back to ten aside, and then we're there for taking it again. I thought it was really good management by Pochettino. Well, uh, As we, go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, and also my only slight criticism is you've got a left back who's beginning to get back into some really good form, yet he's on the bench. I didn't quite understand that. Well, I, I think I think, he, left back. I, I think he brought Cucurella on because they were down to ten men, which would have afforded us the opportunity to attack them more down the width, you know, through the width. And I think well, he thinks that Cucurella could have done a better job. So I, I agree with that. Yeah, they also stopped Cole getting a second yellow card, which he might have got. No, but more, more the point that he didn't start with Cucurella instead of Colwell. That's my thing. You've got a left back who's just beginning to get back into a good sense of form, and you've got a left centre half playing left back. That's the my only like criticism of the starting eleven. I know. Did he, yeah, did, he, off, did he do all right, though? Did he do all right, Colwell? I thought he did all right. Yeah, he did, he did solid. It's fine. I'm not, not criticising Colwell overall, but I'm just saying sometimes you've got a left-back, play a left-back, a left-back, who's a bit more natural going forward. He's not quite as... A little bit shorter. I mean, I, maybe it's for height. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But it was good, it was good management. He mixed it. He mixed it, didn't he, Colwell? And I think he upped the ante yeah, with the, uh, uh, yeah. the, whole, the whole confrontational thing. 
because he was saying, we're not having this. You're not going to intimidate us because yeah. they tried to yeah. intimidate us physically. Yeah. And we were absolutely well up for it. And it, in a sense, that's why they were fired up. But they were fired up by the crowd as well, Spurs. The crowd were it's so, so noisy with the constantly singing and constantly, income, which is great. But at the same time, it 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 pushed them. It pushed them into a kind of, you know, a, a, frenzy. Yeah, well expressed. Absolutely. Frenetic idiocy. It's like a Beatles concert. Absolutely un- undisciplined. You can't win a title with with kind of players like that. Yeah, we yeah, well, they weren't swooning and and no, but they were were they? Chich, or so. words like that. I mean, but this is this is what we do to them. This is what we do to them. We psychologically damage that football club. You know, it's it's hilarious because I mean we've seen this happen before. The Battle of the Bridge. They they tried to kick lumps out of us, and we stood up to them. You know, and and that's what you have to do. They, I, I did think about this. There was a there was a clip I saw today of Basuma. Uh, Gallagher went at the end of the match to go and shake his hand, and Basuma didn't didn't brushed it away, and then went head to head with him, literally. You know, and I just thought you're just a bunch of bullies, and the best way to stand up to a bully is to give it back. Always has been, always will be. So there you go. Um, we're gonna have a quick break, I think, uh, and a quick plugaroony for. Uh, ye old CFC UK, which, as you know, is uh, the world's greatest living fanzine. And that's not just because I write for it, but to uh, a lot of other brilliant writers in there. Um, now, as you know, you can get it uh, at the CFC UK store, which is opposite Fulham Broadway on a match day. Um, that's the best way to get it. Of course, one of the one of the sellers on Fulham Road. But if you can't actually get uh, to the matches, don't worry. You can still get a copy of CFC UK. Uh, and you can get it a proper hard copy, as it were, and you can email fanzine at cfcuk.net, uh, and it uh, will cost you for a year's subscription 20 quid in England or UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid for the rest of the world, and uh, you can also get a digital copy. If you don't want a, a hard copy sent on the post, you can get a, uh, like a PDF emailed to you, and for a year's subscription, that is six quid or a pound each for each copy, and you pay all of this via PayPal. And as I say on repeat... Or as uh, Antonio Conte used to say, I repeat, I repeat, you must go and buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share if you love this football club and everything it stands for and everything it has stood for. Uh, Because the CPO owned the freehold to the stadium and the name of Chelsea. And uh, as I said, there's something like 23,000, well, 14,000 shareholders owning 23,000 shares. And they're nearly all died in the wool Chelsea fans. Uh, this was all created in, I think it was the late 80s, early 90s. So these are people that have been there forever, you know, when we were shit and all of that kind of stuff. So these people genuinely have the best interests of Chelsea Football Club and what it means at heart. Uh, and, you know, I'm not saying that this board are going to do the dirty on us, but, you know, you never know. So it's it's good bit of protection. So if you want to uh, be involved with that. Go and buy a share. 110 quid for an electronic share, about 175 quid for a frame share signed by a player. And go to the Chelsea website, chelseafc.com, and search for Chelsea Pitch Owners. We will be back momentarily. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, and uh, and this is fun to do tonight. There's nothing like beating Spurs, and of course, I'm Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by Jonathan Kidd. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Lovely. Good show so far. Been Enjoyed fun. it very much. And we also have the lovely Dan Silver with us. But, but first time for ages, Dan. Where have you been? Uh, bloody ages. I don't know. Life gets in the way of town casting, doesn't it? Yeah. Shame. I hope it makes some more appearances the second half of the season. I hope so too. I do, I do, I do miss it. Yeah, we miss seeing you, mate. Um, I haven't seen you in the pub either for, for a drink for a while. No, I've had various different bits and pieces. Well, hopefully uh, Sunday before... City and after the meeting we got, haven't we? Yeah, you missed a really good session at Brentford last last week. I know, yeah. gutted. I mean, so, I was, I was so getting Ill. I was getting the train, so yeah. uh, I, I I basically got absolutely battered, mate. Yeah, I was had a really heavy chest infection, oh, so I, was, I, I missed I missed Blackburn. Oh, yeah, mate. I missed Blackburn as well. Oh, so sorry to hear that. You, yeah, I mean, must be if I'm missing Chelsea. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I missed I missed the Arsenal match because I was stump stomach bug. So there's a bit of it about at the moment. Um, what was I going to ask you? Yeah, where where were you sitting last night? Um, towards the very back, uh, going towards the uh, right hand side, sort of top right hand corner towards where the um, divide is. So you were more behind the goal, or uh, I was kind of corner. If you got if you're the corner flag, but to the right of the corner flag, heading up towards yeah. where they they join the other on Spurs supporters. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All oh, right, and we were around the other side, so the spot. I didn't see yeah. you. I, was... I think you were down towards. Yeah, well, I was, I was in the, was, I was was in the corner flag. I was in the corner flag first half, but on yeah. on the on the left side of what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was top. Uh, well, we faced the top right. Literally, I think I was about eight seats away from where the. the Divide is. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Mm. I, I moved uh, second half. As I said, I ended up uh, standing with uh, Mark Meehan, which was hilarious. We had a complete, yeah. we had a complete giggle in the second half, uh, largely because the the first moment of uh, of hilarity was Udogi getting himself sent off for a second yellow card with a foul on Sterling, which was a 
an idiotic challenge, which kind of bears out everything that Jonathan was saying, Dan, wasn't it? That they lost their heads. Completely, yeah. You kind of saw the look of, I saw the highlights, the look of resignation on his face when he knew he was getting sent off. And like Michael was like, got to send you off, mate. He knew knew immediately, didn't he? He knew the minute he he did it. It's such a brain fart. I mean, Sterling's going nowhere. He's just got to see him out. He doesn't need to make a tackle. Sterling's not going anywhere. And he's down to nine men. It just, it just, it just must be so frustrating as a manager when you've got players who do that absolute stupidity. Ridiculous. But still, it didn't make that much difference. And we still, we still, as we come to you later, made real hard work of it, didn't we? Well, we did. Um, I mean, yeah. all, all, all made all the more, uh, there's a lot of inexplicables coming up, JK. The first was uh, Spurs. I mean, they, they did it with 10 men, which you could just about get away with. But inexplicably... They played with this. I mean, as I said to to Mark, I said, "Ah, I see Spurs are playing uh, the famous three three fucking two formation, which they weren't <laughs> really, but they played with this high line on the halfway line, which was just inviting Chelsea to go over the top, um, which is of the first thing you would do with a high line, and then equally inexplicably, Chelsea managed to conjure up for about twenty minutes in that second half." An inexplicable number of offsides, missed passes and poor finishes by going over the top. And I was thinking at the time, maybe Spurs know something. You know, maybe they just know we're, we're just going to fuck it up. But of course, the thing to have done was to, to, to drop back deeper and played a low block knowing full well we would never have scored a goal on a month of Sundays. It was just, what a, I mean, Ange dropped a bollock there. He really did, didn't he? Yeah, but he somehow managed to make great PR out of it, didn't he, ultimately, by saying um, we did that because because that's what we do, yeah. you know, that in the press conference afterwards, which uh, was was slightly nauseating, but managed to get the whole of um, the press world behind him to such an extent that some Spurs fans said, yeah, we may have lost 4-1, but, we, you know, we, we lost in a great way. Yeah, Chelsea um, should we, be embarrassed by hammering yeah, that 4-1. Was that was it. Yeah, yeah. For fuck's sake, what absolute bollocks! But uh, I listened to the um, uh, the Pochettino press conference that he gave last night after the game, and all the journo's were saying, "Did you feel uh, that that was a dreadful Chelsea performance?" And he kept going, "What are you talking about? We just won four <laughs> one. What, what do you mean?" He said, "Yes, we could have been more clinical, but with the uh, with the situation with them um, when they played the high line, yes, he could we could have been better at it. But I mean, to be fair, actually, there was a period where I thought we were starting to panic because we couldn't score. Um, and I think Clayton Clayton wrote on uh, um, the fancast feed on WhatsApp that um, uh, we didn't have belief. And it began to look as if we were really inept at dealing with it. And then uh, Jackson scored. and it. Uh, um, but then even then after that, I was just thinking this is getting embarrassing because they they looked they looked pretty good with the with the nine they actually put us under great pressure and the uh um i, I think they then had that that the, the situation with son almost going near and them getting the offside well, goal they, they had three they had three chances, clear chances after we yeah, we yeah. scored where they could have done dan yeah i, th- I saw a great tweet that talking about post post is what we do mate and goes, yeah, but you're not playing race fucking Rovers. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, it was a rather bizarre thing. But I, I think yeah. I think that point about uh, all those Spurs fans coming on saying that Chelsea should be embarrassed, mate. There's only one lot of fans that should be embarrassed, and it's you lot. Uh, 
Yeah, and J- Jason Cundy storming to Jamie O'Hara's show and talk sport will never not be funny. Well, I, so I have you seen that? Yeah, well, no, but I, I mean, I kind of left. Uh, yeah, oh, mate, the other thing I should say, God, I forgot about this. I was in agony all last night. I've done my Achilles. I mean, not like properly done it, but enough to like make me limp. Uh, and I got it strapped up, and uh, so we walked from the pub in in the city up to Liverpool Street. And, and the poor Mark and Neil over, I say, you've got to slow down because I can't walk that fast. And obviously we were in a bit of a hurry to get to the game. And then it was, wherever you go in Tottenham to get to public transport, it seems like a fucking massive hike. Anyway, we went back to Northumberland Park and sat in a massive, massive queue, surrounded by Spurs fans, obviously. And to our right, there were loads of Chelsea supporters really giving it large. And, and around us, you could it was like this kind of low guttural growl going on. Fucking hate Chelsea. <laughs> fucking hate Chelsea. And Mark and I were having to restrain ourselves from giggling. Um, but there we go. So, yeah, I had a bit, I was, uh, yeah, a, bit of a bit of an injury. Anyway, I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, we finally got it right, didn't we, uh, JK? Uh, with uh, with um, actually Jackson doing a carbon copy of the offside goal from the first half where he wasn't offside. It was Sterling, but uh, Sterling managed to stay on onside and, uh, and he put it away with a plum. Well, they began to work out that if you sort of gingerly approached the uh, um, the line, there was several moments where they just seemed to be one line of of, of spurs, spurs across the centre, centre, um, not the centre circle, but the centre line. Um, and if you sort of prodded it forwards and you then ran down the wing very quickly and you laid it back into the penalty area, you might then score. Um, Cucurello almost scored, didn't he, on one occasion? Um, but... Um, um, Mudrick was brought on. Obviously, um, did he come on in, instead of Reese? I think he did. I thought no, Reese, by the way, had a, it, he, he came on. on in, uh, I, I don't. Do you know what? I don't remember who he came on for now. Dan, do you remember? Oh, uh, was it Enzo? No, it was Enzo. Yeah, Enzo. It was Enzo. Yeah, yeah, it was Enzo. Enzo yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, there were about four occasions where he. It, it was once again as if he was controlling a balloon, but then he he got quite. Um, he did about three really good things. And uh, once again, you just look at him and think, if he can just be much more consistent, you've got a really fantastic player there. He is so quick. It's just remarkable. remarkable. Real talent in there. Real yeah. talent in there. Just game time and confidence all he needs. Yeah, I, I thought he was rubbish. Last night, I thought he was... Everything he did didn't come off. No, he, he did a couple of things later on, actually, where he was... Um, we are talking about Mudrick, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Where he, yeah. I saw enough for a minute. I thought you might have been talking about somebody else, and I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention at the back. <laughs> but I, I, I hated that moment when he ran for the ball and the goalkeeper threw himself backwards in the oh, end yeah. after the contact. We just thought, oh, come on, you've entirely done this to try and get him sent off. Got they it. did a lot of things after that Spurs to try to even the, uh, um, the, the sendings off. You know, uh, lurching onto the ground and. And and appealing for the referee. The trouble is, is what happens, of course, with the, with the all these VARs is they all now don't appeal for a yellow card because they know they'll get they know they'll get um, carded themselves. But they now appeal to the referee to access VAR. And so it just seems to me that somebody lying on the pitch holding their leg, um, and the crowd then go, "Hey, we must retrospectively look at this. There must have been a dreadful foul there. Look how look he's in such agony." And of course, the reality is that there was hardly any physical contact at all, and yet he managed the goalkeeper to make it look like a he's if he's if as if he'd had his cock ripped off by Mudrick in the, in the <laughs> you know. 
Damn. It's like the Reese, the Reese, the Reese James instant when he went up, he jumped with his oh. arm, and they were oh, is it going to be a red card for Reese James? It's like no, he just let, he jumped up using well, they, his they, arms they as looked, leverage. They looked at it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I can see why they looked at it. There's one look, it's never a red. He didn't go with his elbow, didn't push his elbow back. He just used leverage, which everyone does not jump anyway. They use yeah. their arms. It's mad madness. I mean, madness. I mean no, I thought, know, weirdly, sorry, Dan, you were saying, go on. I was just saying that just, just the madness of that game, just everything, no, everything no. about it was completely madness. Do you know what? I I I thought uh, this is going to sound really quite mental, but uh, I thought Michael Oliver refereed the game really well. I have to say he didn't he didn't lose his head at all, and actually nearly all of those. I mean, okay, we could talk about VAR as a separate entity, which we will do in a minute, but. Um, you know, I I thought he I thought he 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 did pretty well. That they didn't get too much by him at all. I I you know credit where credit's due. I mean, Michael Oliver, I think he's the best of a very bad bunch. But I think he did all right, J.K. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he seems to be very reasonable chatting to the players. He's got um, uh, he won't stand for any idiocy, um, but he's he's similarly um receptive to people speaking to him he doesn't he doesn't tell him to fuck off he just mm. he, he seems he has decent chats with them i think they all respect him um uh but i once again though he's he's out is to refer everything to var which i'm i'm not convinced he thinks is a great idea um i think he's he, getting it in his ear though isn't he or, or yeah, michael we yeah. need to have a check on this you know yeah yeah there's a constantly doing that but he yes he's, he's easily the best easily the best of them all yeah mm. i agree so anyway, Jackson puts us 2-1 up. Uh, should have been game over, right? Wrong. Because uh, uh, Dyer uh, scores from a set piece. Uh, it was uh, it was offside, thankfully, but only by a Nats cock because I think it, it um, Bentoncourt or, or Hoiberg had headed it on, but it, it looked suspiciously like it had touched one of our boys on the way to Dyer. Who was... Nobody... Connor missed Dyer, for God's sake. Anyway, even more VAR. I am now doing kittens, because for the last uh, at least five minutes, I've been shouting out, for fuck's sake, Chelsea, keep keep it to 2-1, because that's what I predicted in the Prem Predictions League. Mark, <laughs> Mark was in hysterics. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so did I. You know, so, anyway, so... Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't just that. As I said a minute ago, uh, Dan, you know, they had... Spurs had three three clear chances when we were 2-1. And this is against a team of nine men. Uh, I mean, it was Son, Bentoncourt, and, and the Dyer one that I've just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? Uh, the Bentoncourt chance was a little harder than it was. He, he went the wrong way. But we, we're giving away stupid... Gusto gave away a stupid free kick. Yeah. We're just giving away so many free kicks, allowing Tottenham to come up against us. They weren't going to break us down in open play. So to give them all those set-piece chances was just absolute lunacy. That's why this team's got so much still to learn about game management. I mean, Dyer, I thought it actually flicked off a Chelsea player. So I thought, oh dear, that's going to be 2-2. We'll yeah. never hear the end of it. Um, Son, good save by Sanchez. He didn't actually have that much to do in the match. He made a good save in the first half. Got down well, made the save. We 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 asked we asked for trouble in that last sort of ten minutes by giving away yeah. the free kicks, not defending properly, not controlling the ball. So you know, if had they got a point, which you know we it would be self sabotage. Anyone can describe. It would have it. been very similar to the Leeds game when we drew nil nil when they had nine men and they all chanted, um, "We only had nine men," and the other one. Yeah. Nine men and you're fucked it up. You know, it's good. We like speak fucking English. Why don't you speak fucking uh, English? There is that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. Do you know what? It, what is it? Is it? Is it low football IQ or is it just? I mean, on on the I watched the Chelsea uh, footage back today with their commentary because, uh, well, I just did because it was easier and it was up here. But um, 
they were banging on about it being uh, naive. It's the naivety of youth. They don't. They they haven't really. They haven't actually got enough experience yet to understand proper game management. Because we all know we've been. We we watched Chelsea over the last twenty years. You know, in the days when you'd get two nil up and it was game over, or two one up with ten minutes to go against nine men, you just close the game down. But they don't seem to have that, do they, Dan? No, complete and utter inexperience and lack, as I said earlier, lack of game management. This this is something they're going to learn. You know, you've got to keep the ball, don't give away silly free kicks. You know it's going to be a tempestuous match because there been loads of yellow cards. Don't make any silly tackles because they're looking for an excuse to level things up. It's just stay on your feet, be sensible. If you're not sure, smash it down the pitch because that takes all, all the pressure off the team. But, you know, the average age of the team is, what, 23? How many Premier League games they got combined? I I say under two hundred probably between them all. Yeah, definitely. So there's not there's not much experience at all. There's no, still not any. Obviously Thiago Silva fine, but there's no real in your face leaders in that team either. I know mm-hmm. Silva's great and experienced, but he doesn't strike as being the most vocal or kick up the arse sort of player that we've had in the past. So his team is is learning game by game. Still a long way to go, but they, they will learn. They'll you know they'll. We get to a situation again, they'll learn. They won't give away silly free kicks. They'll just better control the ball. Yeah, it's a mean, wonderful moment, Chidge, where um, when Sanchez kicked. When, this is in the first twenty minutes when Spurs were just pressing us nonstop, um, and Sanchez trying to pass out from the back, and he kicked it into the crowd again, and Silva just gave him the look of death and shook his head. And I was reminded of uh, of Hullet and. John Spencer, when frequently Hullet would try and put John Spencer in and he'd point to where he wanted John Spencer to run and Spencer would run in completely the opposite direction. Yeah, that's right. It was a kind of sort of look of despair from uh, Silva. But um, I thought Silva was really excellent. I thought the defence were good, you know. Uh, I think we've... we've it, It's sort of... It, there are bits of the, 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 the setup of the team you think, actually, it's working. You know, it's doing OK. And even in, in Poch himself said, you know, look, it's still... It's not where I want it to be, but it's getting there. And I, you know, I I had moments watching that when I thought, yeah, we're a we're we're becoming a pretty good side in certain areas. I still think we need, to, despite Jackson's um, hat trick, I still think we need a a really ruthless striker. But you know, we'll get onto that. More. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think we are we are generally doing okay. Um, you know, I mean, I think there's the. I mean, as I said, I th- I think it is a bit of naivety. But I mean, on the other hand, I mean, Mark Mark was screaming screaming at them to keep going forward and doing what they were doing you know and he was getting why are they passing backwards why are they passing backwards and I thought actually no they're doing the right thing they're keeping the ball they're playing against nine men who are running their bollocks off they were they were were really knackered in the end yeah that's how you tire them out you keep the ball passing it passing it passing it wait for the opening and I thought that that was you know you didn't need to be gung-ho because I mean Spurs for fuck's sake they were like they were like the uh the, the Black Knight from Monty Python. They just wouldn't fucking die, would they? You know, I'll bite your legs off. So, uh, you know, I think I think keeping it, you know, keeping hold of the ball, really, and trying to wear them out was not a bad idea. And that, that's good game management in my book. Anyway, uh, Jackson scored finally, didn't he, uh, to make it uh, 3-1. And, uh, and then he scored a fourth to get his hat-trick, uh, which I missed. I missed his hat-trick goal because I was too busy trying to attract Bella Silva's attention. Shame on me. Uh, you fanboy. Yeah, well, did you, I... Did you succeed? Mate, um, well, when I saw Mark at halftime, he said, oh, come and sit with me, Chidge, because there's a spare seat next to me. I said, all right. He said, oh, and Bella Silva's sitting behind me. I said, right, I'm off. So I left him for dead, obviously. So, uh, yeah, we were sitting just behind her, and uh, 
Uh, I'm delighted. I'm either delighted or ashamed to say I can't really decide which, but both Mark and I got a selfie with the lovely Bella. And she is indeed lovely. I told her she was a proper legend, a proper Chelsea legend. She loved that. She giggled away. And then actually somebody informed me on Discord, actually, that uh, Mark and I appear in one of her Instagram videos uh, chanting Tottenham get battered everywhere they go and Chelsea, Chelsea. And I turned around and gave her a massive great big chidge grin, which I think she enjoyed. So there you go. Dan. I think it's so lovely the way that, the Silva family have bought into this Chelsea thing in three years. They've become absolute cult legends, haven't they? I mean, Thiago Silva, if only he was 27, what an absolute football. And the way his, his wife, they've completely bought into this whole Chelsea experience. It's, it's great. It's great to see. Quite often you find they'll come for three years. They won't really care. They'll just crap, get their paychecks and sod off. But they've really, really bought into it, haven't they? It's, it's great. I mean, I mean, I, you know, we, we, we've known about Bella Silva for a, a long time. And we had that hilarious show after Fulham, didn't we, JK, when I was apoplectic with rage because uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I apologise. I've got memory like a sieve. But he was saying I was sitting behind you and uh, you were you were just in front of Bella Silver and you didn't realise. Um, but, I mean, I've, I've made up for it now. I, I mean, that for me, the highlight of the game was meeting Bella Silver. I'll be honest with you. Actually, I think I walked past her twice and I don't quite know what she looks like because I kept thinking, who's that rather attractive woman who's standing around here dressed well? Who's yeah. she? Sophie Rose? And, 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 so, enough, uh, Soph not, was there. Soph was there last night. No, you know, yeah, not her. I know. I remember her very well. Uh, I remember yeah. both of them well. Um, <laughs> um, Big but, uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it... it um, it was a fabulous atmosphere there, Chuch. I'll keep going on about this. It was just great. No, was. I just, I, I, the, the, the joy of playing well, which I think we did play well. I think, and once again, uh, to quote from Pochettino in the presser, he was uh, asked all these down questions about why had Chelsea played so badly, um, uh, why hadn't they scored more, uh, how had they not coped with Spurs having nine, and then somebody said. Um, you beat Spurs rather easily, didn't you? And he went, yes, finally, a question. Finally, I agree. Finally, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, and he said, you played well in patches. He said, yeah, we did. We played very well indeed in certain areas. And we came back. And the big thing was they came back from the 15 minutes assault at the beginning. Yeah, and, hang on. And being one down and got back from being one down, yeah. which he thought was really yeah. important. That's, do you know what? That's really, really that's so on the money because we've been saying this for weeks and we've seen it. You know, they a goal, a goal, like they they concede an early goal or a goal, and they go behind and their heads drop and they yeah, don't really know not, what to do. Not in this, it's not anymore. Not yeah. anymore. I wonder if it helped by being against Spurs. This, you know, because we, we just have to beat Spurs. They know that. They know that. You can't be anywhere near Chelsea Football Club and not know that the supporters demand that you beat Spurs. You know, you've got thirty odd years of history associated with that. You know, they must know. You know, I mean, one of my favourite games of all time, and this sounds really nuts. I think Dan was there actually, uh, with me in a pub getting drunk. It was Bournemouth away, where we won three one. Yes. Remember, and it was like for ten minutes beat. at the end, beat fucking Tottenham. Fucking Tottenham. But it was said with it Tottenham. was said with real malice, yeah. wasn't it, Dan? Do you remember? Yeah. It wasn't like I was brilliant. Yeah, it yeah. was like if you don't beat Tottenham, we're going to come around and lynch you all. You know, it was yeah. Uh, yeah so it's important. Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, just got to go back to Bella Silva for a second because it's quite remarkable. This is the wife of a football player, an absolute world legend of football, and his wife is she's not in the posh seats. 
She's sitting there with the fans, with the real fans, yeah. going mental, cheering, loving it. She was delightful with it. I mean, I wasn't, me and Mark, I mean, me and Mark, you know, obviously being of a certain age, you were a bit more restrained than most, in spite of my absolute adoration for her. I mean, we only went up because loads of other people had selfies with her, but she was lovely to every single person who went up and had a selfie with her. She was delightful. Um, and I just think that's wonderful to see. I don't know whether it's a Brazilian thing because they, you know, culturally, they're, 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 culturally their football is very inclusive, isn't it, I suppose? But I don't know. She's just brilliant, Dan, I've got to say. Yeah, just lovely. Every time you see her on telly, on Instagram, she just comes across as the most down-to-earth, lovely woman. It's just fantastic. Just You never see, um, today, John Terry's wife do that or Frank Lampard's wife do that. And I just, it's just great. I think, and Thiago as well, he really, he loves the club. I mean, yeah. there's something special. There must be something the war to in Cobham that everyone loves the club. They can't pay for it. I think it's great. And, and the kids as well sometimes get the match as well. It's brilliant. I mean, whether... We'll have another year of him. You know, Chelsea ladies manager, maybe. Who knows? But no, he's great. I love it. She, she's brilliant. I said on Twitter, second favourite, Mrs. Silver, whilst my mum. <laughs> I love it. JK. But he's, um, it helps that he's a great player. Yeah. yeah. It oh, because And it's, it helps that we know that he's a great player and we give yeah. him huge love. I think that is, you know, if we were, weren't, if he was just somebody, you, you didn't see that he was this fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, and also that he loved the club and he, he, he reciprocates because he gets so much, um, he, or he's gets so much love at the games, and he is keen to to give that back by yeah. by going up and 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 saluting the fans accordingly. You know, which yeah. is and, brilliant. You know, and he finally won the Champions League in his career with us, which again, probably another little kind of notch because he hadn't won it, had he? As far as I'm aware, he came to Chelsea and won it at 37. So that's another. So he's completed the set of all the kind of European trophies. So it's great. I I just. I just wish he was 27. Yeah. Can you imagine how much you have to pay for him at 27? Yeah, nice. No, what a 15, what's 15 million, footballer. probably. 15. Well, I mean, he's he's a he's a, a, a legend slash cult hero for Chelsea, and uh, yeah. I think we should just enjoy and savour him for as long as we can. But I'm, I, as I said, I'm also massively impressed by Bella Silva. I think it's just... It's almost unparalleled in this day and age where, where they're all so cosseted that she's as, she's as real as they come, and she... She she doesn't give a fuck. I I love her for that. You know, she she talks to everybody. She chants. She gets into it. It's brilliant to see. Love yeah. it. Um. Anyway, quickly going back to Jackson. Um. I mean, I have to say, for all the stick that I've given him, I mean, I'm, I'm I also have to say that my mate Matt J K sent me a WhatsApp. Uh, saying what did he say? What did he say? It was very funny. I got this as I was getting on the train. Here we go. Inaction Jackson on fire. Yes, so that one uh, that went. You know, there we go. I love it. Make a fool of me every week. I love it. You know, and I'm I'm absolutely delighted for him to get a hat trick. We've coated him off for most of the season, quite rightly, but he got a hat trick. And I mean, the thing I remember, I remember. I mean, the last time I think Mount was the last player to get a hat trick for us. Somebody will correct me as I'm wrong. But actually I remember at the time when we look back to see how many, you know, who had scored Chelsea's hat trick going down through the years. And they don't turn up very odd well, they they did when we had Frank and Didi, but you know, basically they don't happen that much. So when somebody gets a hat trick, it's quite a big thing. So fair play for him. Do you do you think that will help him? Or is he still basically rubbish? Well one hopes so. As I say, you, you, the yardstick is the uh, is the preseason where he he, he was on fire for, uh, once again on fire, but he, he he there was so much more movement and so much more um, 
uh, it, it, I think there's always the appetite for the ball. He's got that. It's just his control is very loose, which um, wasn't the case in pre-season. But he's, that's he's what got a problem think. with loose ball control. Very, very a huge loose ball problem. Yeah, with his short shorts goes together, I think. Maybe that's why he wears them short. Indeed, probably does. Well, he actually is begun, beginning to wear only the right one short. He pulls the other one, the other one. So perhaps it's the way his penis is lying. <laughs> More information mm. than I needed. Yeah, <laughs> I quite thought was going through my head. I think I think the way to put that is he dresses on the left hand side, Jonathan. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. yes. Past the ditch on the right hand side, though. Yeah. I remember when I first got a suit fitted, uh, the, the tailor said, uh, and, and on which side does uh, gentleman, uh, the gentleman dress? I thought, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Stupid ass. I dress up in, I said, I get up in the morning and I get dressed. Uh, no, sir. That's not what I was talking about. Uh, but there you go. Well, look, I mean, look, you know, Dan, I, 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 I honestly, and this is the thing, you know, we do coat the players off occasionally, but I mean, basically, we all want them to do brilliantly well. Uh, and uh, I mean that of Jackson. I hope he goes on and and, and really picks uh, kicks off kicks on from this. Do you, do you think? Do you think he will? Uh, there, was, there was a very raw talent in there, but there's a lot lot of learning to be done. Listen, he got a hat trick. He seemed very happy. He's obviously popular amongst the uh, the players because you know Cole Palmer said he needs to work harder in training in the post match interview, which was quite funny. Listen, we want listen. He scores goals. We're going to win matches, so we want him to do well. No, simple. Sim- I took a video um the uh, the, uh, uh, the Brentford game I think it was of of him standing in the center circle and looking a bit aimless and Palmer really going for him it was a pure fluke I don't know why I took it really telling him what to do and pointing yeah. and telling him to go to the left and stop standing where he was standing yeah. and he, and he sort of went uh, uh, and then ran Palmer's got real then, leadership about him when he was interviewed afterwards he said you can all, you always yeah. work hard you're, yeah real as real leadership well, it's a bit, it, was a, it was a bit um it was a bit re- rehearsed it was a bit you know we need to work hard and we won and the boys did well but i i think he's brilliant palmer i think he's, yeah, fantastic he's absolutely that. easily the best purchase that we made in that window i mean yeah. he is a, a great talent they need to buy a couple more like him i'm afraid yeah well do you need to if you've got a... Um, well, actually, well, they, they, don't. they don't. They don't. They don't. No, because it's we've got him. loads of young players. Yeah, it's true. That's the one true. thing we don't have, really, yeah. is enough experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean... Being, I, I was back, sorry, into a kind of uh, um, Jonathan Kidd. Let's buy everybody who's I know, great. I know. Well, because he's brilliant. And I mean, I, I yeah. totally agree with you. He, he's, a, he's a class above. He really is. But I mean, actually, do you know what? To be fair... Uh, I mean, generally, I don't. I don't think anybody put in a bad performance last night. You know, I thought they all did really well. They were good. They were good. I mean, they were terrible in parts, but it, you know, terrible in the way that we've kind of grown to love them being terrible. If you see what I mean. But as I said, on on the whole, I think everybody put one in. They stood up. They stood up to Spurs' bullying tactics. Uh, you know, they kept calm. They didn't lose their heads like Spurs did because they could have got drawn into a massive rumble. They oh, didn't do that. Brawl. Absolutely, they didn't. They Absolutely. didn't do that, you know, but they stood up for themselves. They also backed each other up, actually. I was pleased to see that. Whenever Spurs got in one of their faces, they were, there was two or three in, getting in there too. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, okay, it took us, you know, nigh on half an hour to, to, to really, well, 20 minutes to, to get the, the crucial second goal and another 20 minutes to close it out. But close it out we did, and we hammered Spurs 4-1 in their own backyard, you know, who were, well, until till the weekend, top of the table. 
who have been wetting their knickers about the fact they're going to win the title. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I mean, I mean, you and I were saying this before we went on air, JK, weren't we? You know, with big grins on our faces. There is nothing better than beating Spurs away. I mean, the, I, I've walked... I mean, I said it on the way out to Mark. I said, I said, Mark, that, that was a match, you know, that we'll be talking about in 20 years' time. It's one of those you had to be there. And, and I've got a terrible track record of managing always to miss the games that you had to be there or forgetting them. But I won't forget this. And I'm, I, felt, I felt so privileged to be there, to rub it in those bastards' faces. It's wonderful. The, I was waiting for my mate Tim, who was uh, near the front, so I was actually just standing still in the seat that I, I, I'm standing still, obviously. I was still standing in the seat that I got when I came in and I wasn't moving out to join them because I was waiting for him. And it was jam-packed with people just going up the the uh, the aisle who were the, the, the rictus grins of joy on everybody's faces and the the just complete strangers, you know, and, and me saying, and them going, yeah, yeah, Chelsea, yeah, wow. And I'm saying, well done, mate, fantastic. Yeah, great, yeah. And being hugged by people I'd never met before. Just, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Those moments, those, those, uh, those communal joys are just uh, something that you can only have by watching your, your, your football team perform excellently, which we did in parts and, and, get a, a, a famous victory it was a famous victory yeah. last night yes it was it, exa- exactly that that's the best way of putting it agreed dan yeah <clears throat> brilliant i mean spurs again pochettino game back their greatest match in the last 20 years game back turning him over 4-1 in their own backyard it's a hope to kill you isn't it king this season off in um november i uh, love it i mean spurs are what about spurs and liverpool just love beating him. Love it. It's just brilliant because it's just such a... Oh, it's, it's beautiful. Just lost for words sometimes. You know, it kind of just... reminds me of when uh, Mourinho came back with United and Conte beat them 4-0. So kind of the, the, the other way round in yeah. a sense. But it, it, it had that kind of feel about it. It was it was lucky. I mean, one, one other thing I would say about this, boys, is that, you know, we've been uh, we've been building this up all season, haven't we? You know, Chelsea haven't really passed a big test. They kind of almost passed it. They got a they got a grade C against Arsenal, didn't they? Um, but we needed to pass a big test because we've been sitting there worrying about whether we were capable of it. You know, we're beating teams like Luton and Burnley, but you know, we need to start beating. I think I think actually that's the first time we beat a a, a top six side since we last beat Spurs, apparently. But. Um, Anyway, you know, we needed to do it, and we did. We passed a test. I don't care how we did it. It could have gone in off somebody's arse in the 95th minute for a 1-0. I wouldn't have cared. But we really did pass a big test. So one wonders if if that might help us to push on a bit. Well, I hope so. I mean, we've got, we've got big games. We've got Manchester City, Newcastle. So we've got, we've got a, a tough running coming up. And the fact that we actually got a win against Spurs should give us some confidence. We play... As well as against Arsenal, against City and Newcastle, it's not it's not a foregone conclusion. We're going to get no points out of it because Newcastle were injury ravaged. City are City. I mean, who knows? We we need to kick on, you know. But I, I still, I think it's going to be a season of sort of stop, start, stop, start. We'll get a couple of good wins, then we'll shit the bed like Brentford. A couple of good wins, shit the bed. It's just where we are in the in the in, in this process of building this team. It's going to be another kind of up up and down season, but. Some, you know the Arsenal game for seventy five minutes, brilliant. Spurs four one. There's there's signs, there's shoots, there is progress. Unlike under the PE teacher, 
last year, at least we're seeing some progress. We're seeing some, you know, tangible improvements week in, week out. Mm, that's good. JK, would you agree with that sentiment? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, I agree completely with Dan that I'm, I think we're going to have the odd um, Rick in the season where we're going to think, well, we should be beating them easily. And it's a bit like um, Chelsea of the past where we do wonderfully against the, the better teams and then come undone against the, the lesser. I mean, having said that, though, I think we, you know, we've done all right against some of the lesser teams. It's been the, uh, um, except we haven't, have we? Because, of course, we lost to Forest. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's. I've said this before, it's, it's a roller coaster. It's, it's it, Unless they start getting a run of wins in, um, uh, even then in the middle of that, I think they'll 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 do something where you think, oh, why didn't we win that? Or something will happen. I just think it, it, it is really predicated by having, having a really top striker i think if we had a top striker it would it would solve so many problems mm. and whether it's you know whether they're waiting for nkunku um whether he they think he's the savior i mean it, you know he had a really he had a really dreadful injury um it might be he doesn't get back to full fitness before february in which case they will delve into their vast voluminous pockets one hopes dan are you about to chip in no, I was about to say Nkunku coming back could could transform the second half of the season, depending on how how fit he is and how quickly he gets fit. Yeah, really, yeah. the whole team was you know built around Nkunku being our main man. Obviously, we've lost him for three months, so with that you know, listen, we could we have a very good second half of the season. Who knows? I mean, I just I just encouraged by the progress. You know, mm. you know, you know, week in week out, generally there is there is signs of progress. I mean, we're seeing Kukuela turning into what we thought we were going to sign. You know, it's funny. It's funny I, I know we're digressing slightly, but same with Basuma when he joined um, Tottenham. It took him a good year to settle in. Because I guess if Brighton playing such a certain way to come into a different environment, it might take a year, eighteen months to get properly back into settled. And Kukurel has done really well since the last few games, which I'm great because he, he was written off by everybody, wasn't he, at the yeah. start of the season? And now he seems to be looking like a well, as, to a, be a fair, decent as, left back. As has Sterling, I think we all yeah, Sterling as well, yeah. So I think you know. Uh, Hats off to him. He was excellent know. last night. He was. He was. He, really, really. he, he took it. I mean, you know, actually, we, we, we moan about he never stands up or shows his experience and la, 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 la. But he did, he did last night because he took it to them. He took it to them. And I think we've got to remember, too, you know, he's a little guy and he gets stick. You know, he, people chop him down all the time. And I'm, I'm afraid that's what he has to do. That's his job. You've got to run at people and you either go past them or score or you get hacked down and we get a free kick. That's what Eden Hazard used to do week in, week out, you know. So, you know, I'd, I'd say psychologically that's quite a tough thing to commit to, you know. So fair play to him. I thought he showed a lot of leadership last night, actually, in spells. So, yeah, again, credit where it is due. Uh, now, talking of credit where it is due, um, we mentioned this earlier, didn't we, JK? VA fucking R. I mean, there was a wonderful chant in the middle of one of the about 10 VAR checks that we had last night. It's not football anymore. It's not football. It's not football. It's not football. And I thought, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, you know, you're at Spurs away. You're under the cosh. Your team's 1-0 down. You get a goal and you go absolutely mental. The whole away end falls. It goes mental. And then you sit there for five minutes because you don't know why. Nobody's telling you why. And you haven't got a scooby what's going on. And you're suddenly thinking, having been like on cloud nine a minute ago, I'm now feeling depressed again. It's just <laughs> fuck off with that shit. This is not what football is about. I pay my money to go and see my team score goals. 
That's it. Because the excitement, that release you get in that that minute that we score a goal, you cannot you cannot better it. I agree, but we can't not have VAR because um, we can't go back to just refs getting it wrong because they'll get it wrong. But at least we wouldn't know until afterwards. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they would on telly, which is the main audience, isn't it? It's not going to go. What needs to happen is they're just biding their time now for the uh, the AI to to be doing offsides because I think that's the major the major problem is is the. Uh, you don't agree with me, Dan. Oh, yes, everything is wrong. The problem is not VAR. Everything is wrong. It's all wrong. Everything is wrong with VAR. I I hate it. It's killing the game. Inconsistency, no logical decisions. The problem is not the VAR because that's an animal object. It's the idiots who are running it. Completely. People who run VAR are absolutely hopeless. I agree. I agree. But that's why you need to have artificial intelligence doing offside. Which they've done, they, they did in the World Cup. It worked. Yeah, but it's, ta- it's tackles, some are red, some are not. It's this is off, this is not. The best invention was goal line tech because that's subjective. It's in or it's out. The end. I think anything about VAR kills the raw emotion, kills the passion. You score a goal, and it's called back. There was a foul in the game last week. Just oh god, I hate it. I hate it. I don't. I, don't, I think it has nothing to the game. We've had mistakes in the game for 120 years. Mistakes happen, or we do something similar in American football where you have a you think something's wrong, you peel. You can throw a flag on the pitch and have an appeal. Indeed, indeed, you indeed. have maybe two, two and a half. But to forensically check every single decision they do now because they're so worried about getting criticised, getting told off, getting banned, getting demoted. Everything is forensically analysed. And I can't talk. The lines for the the um, the offside, you're offside by a bollock here. Really? I just, I just no, I hate it. It, it, it. For me, it's kills kills everything i love about football but i don't think we'd be so up in arms against it if it happened instantly if in other words if it was like uh like um um like the cricket where the ball is in line and they all right they appeal they ask for they've got 15 seconds to make an appeal for it which is is a similar a bit more i mean cricket's a bit more uh, deep duck with first in the lbw that's kind of the way they do the the lines it's much more simple you know snickometers i think it's a lot more well, no, but I'm sure there will be a cricket's much cricket's well made. American football's well done. Problem is, you don't want five, six minutes decisions to be made if it's not clear and obvious, or they put a time limit on it. If they're not sure, benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you know, so, most what they, I mean, we can, well, that, we, that Dan, that's cricket. I mean, cricket. You yeah. still in that decision-making process. That's what Hawkeye is. It's giving them the benefit. Umpires cool benefit of the doubt. I mean, rug- rugby. Rugby does it well because, yeah. whilst it takes fucking ages, you know exactly what's going on because you're hearing the TMO and the referee. Yeah. So you, you in the stadium, know. I think this is the, the for me the most idiotic and shithead thing to do is to have sixty odd thousand people in that stadium who all pay good money to go, and yeah. none of them have a fucking clue what's going on. They don't even have the even have the decency to tell you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, LBW's done in, what, 25, 30 seconds tops. What I would say is, I know they're worried about footballers swearing. Well, you, if footballers come to referee and swear, you get a yellow card. If it's picked up on the the mics, they'll soon stop swearing if they're going to get booked every week for calling what the fuck's going on. I know they're worried, but it's industrial language. Everyone going to the football ground knows the F word, the C word. It's not like they're paragons of virtue. Swearing is a part of modern day life. I just think there needs to be better communication if they're going to stick with it. Much more competent people at Stockley Park because they're, they're idiots. There's no consistency. One week it's a yellow card, next week it's a red card. They're just utter... It's, the whole organisation utter shit show. PGMRL are 
get away with it week in, week out. Oh, we're very sorry, Mr. Mr. Manager, we didn't give you a penalty. It's bollocks. So they get demoted and Andy Taylor gets demoted to the Wolves game and he gets Chelsea Man City the following week. Yeah, which is absurd. I mean, I know, which is why they, well, and he's from Bloody Withenshaw. It, it's got something Manchester. to do with the, the thing that I, I despair of is the it's the status of the refs within the Premier League, within British football. Because in rugby, if the TMO says it's a foul, you need to do this, the referee doesn't go, well, I better go and check it then. He goes, oh, OK, right, it's a foul. I've got it. Yeah. In which, in which case, you then don't have that moment where the 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 ref is the one who makes the final decision. It is made by the other ref who has status himself and tells the referee it's handball. He doesn't ask him. He doesn't say, could you give me your opinion on whether you think it's handball? The, the referee is on the same status, as the same level as the referee on the pitch. And he tells him, in which case, instantly it's given. And you don't have him the, the ages and ages of it taking place. And the amount of respect that rugby have for the referees. Yeah. Because I, th- I saw one clip, there's a rugby player swore, and the referee went, no, none of that. Don't say that again. Not, sorry, ref. They have so much more respect in rugby for the referees. And it, it, it's just telling the fans what's going on. It's okay on the TV because you've got Gary Neville going, oh, we can see what's going on in Stocky Park and blah, 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 blah. But if we're in the ground, we don't know what's going on. I don't want a six-minute check for offside or a five-minute check to see if somebody farted before they scored a goal. It's just, it's, it's lunacy. It's just taking, it's not football anymore. It's, I mean, I, what um, Poster Crockley said yesterday about it, he doesn't like VAR. Maybe, I don't, I just don't know. I just, it, it sucks in driving out of football. I think they should have 30 seconds limit to check something. It's not clear in 30 seconds. Fine, okay, you go with the on-field decision. If, it, if it's something that's a bit more complicated, fine. But if it's not within 30 seconds of checking two or three replays, Four replays, on-field decisions, downs, goal, offside, whatever. None of this checking 66 different angles and slightly straight lines or slightly bent lines or or whatever. And it's, and it needs to be strict with the rules and need consistency. So not be so subjective. If it's violent conduct, it's violent conduct. It doesn't matter if it was a little tap or a big tap, red card. Just uh, the whole thing. Oh, it's, it just seems to be the UK, though. I don't know what it's like in overseas in European countries where they, they're just as incompetent. I don't no, know. I think they're but better. Never... But Dan, Dan, I think your point earlier was spot on. It, it, it's it's compounding subjectivity because it's in the hands of people who are idiots, basically. But I mean, yeah. you know, there is nothing wrong with, with VAR in and of itself. It's just technology. It's it's just a medium. It's it, it's the people who are running it who haven't got a yeah. Scooby. And, and as you said, the, I think it works much. I mean, we saw the World Cup, didn't we, in uh, Qatar, and it seemed to work fabulously well there. You know, you weren't waiting half an hour for a flaming decision. Um, and it works quite well in, in Europe, as as I've seen it in, in, uh, in the Champions League and stuff. But, I mean, for me, what gets my goat, you know, I mean, I think... Uh, I mean, we could moan about this every week because it happens every week. But, I mean, that is the most outrageous example of it. I think something like 10 VAR checks in the game. I mean, it it, it, it extends the game to a ridiculous length. But it's just the fact that in the stadium, you, you, you know, you have... I mean, the people who really should know what's going on haven't got a Scooby. And I was having a chat with a, the bloke behind me, lovely bloke. He's about the same vintage as me. Been going a long time. And he said, I'm, I'm, he said, like, it's killing it for me. I, I'm thinking of fucking it off because I just can't be arsed with this shit. 
you know and that's what it's doing to the game to the people who actually go but of course all that does is reinforce what we already know is that those of us who go to the matches are shit on the shoe of the premier league and the broadcasters the entire football game is now for a tv audience and var is what's proving that you know we're, we're there's no point in us going that's what they're saying you don't matter you don't count you're just a bunch of fucking herberts who turn up you know it's it's for the, the games the game is an entertainment uh, complex for television audiences and I fucks me off, frankly. And this is why I get a bit aerated about it, as you do, Dan, obviously. And you too, JK. Yes, I, as I say, I just see it becoming more and more automated. And I don't think we'll have the same problem. because I, I, if Well, the offside works, doesn't it? Abroad, where they used it in the World Cup. Yeah, that was automated, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think then you'd just be doing um, uh, foul play on the pitch, which I think is uh, it's almost something that we could appreciate. Because if they show a picture of it, you... you you know, you you can understand the the dilemma they might have. Whereas with the with offside, it just it's the eternity that it takes. You know. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't know why they sent uh, what's his face the referee to the the monitor. They could have said uh, red card, Romero straight away. It doesn't need him to go to pitch. I mean, that's what I was saying card. earlier. That's yeah. what I was saying earlier. It, it, it's it's so if they say it's blatantly obvious he's kicked him up in the air. Why yeah. it is? It's about the status. It's about everybody deferring to the man who is the central figure on the pitch, which doesn't happen in rugby. The, the man in the in the TMO has the exactly the same status as the referee on the pitch. Mm. So he says it's a foul and the foul is given. Whereas with football, you have to defer. You go, I, I think it might be um, a penalty. What do you think? I better go and look at the screen. Yeah, well, it's killing the football for the match-going uh match goers for want of a better word that's for sure um now talking match uh, goers uh one of my favorite match goers is a certain mr dj of cfc uk fame and uh the other day he, he, well it was on twitter but he did message me to say that uh basically um this all kind of struck up on twitter actually but somebody noticed how faded the uh the jt and frank lampard banners have become um and uh, I think the, there's a plan in progress to uh, replace them, you know, up, up, upgrade. I don't know, what's the right word, really? But, I mean, get new ones done. I think that's probably covers it, doesn't it? And uh, Refresh them. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, but DJ wants some donations for this. Um, he's had some great donations so far, but there's still a couple of hundred pounds or so short. JT and Frank uh, themselves have offered to chip in but he told them the supporters want to pay for it. And I think that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it absolutely, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like the old war memorials, JK, isn't it? When a, a big general died, the, uh, the regiment, the soldiers, you know, the ordinary squaddies in the regiment would all put some money in to get the statue made, wouldn't yes. they? It's a bit yes. like that. Anyway. Um, so there we go. So you can donate. Uh, I mean, basically they need about a grand, um and they're a couple hundred pounds short so if you want to donate there's an email address here you can put you can pay via paypal uh by emailing lmh or lowercase lmh banners at gmail.com um if you want to know more about it you just uh you just uh, actually i'm on dave's twitter feed now actually but go to at only a pound phil specter the lovely phil specter has donated we know and love phil Margaret Wittich, who's the uh, Chelsea uh, Supporters Club Presidente. 
Um, but there you go. So lots of people have donated. So if you want to donate to that, I mean, you see, that is a really good way, I think, of uh, making a contribution on a match day if you can't actually be there, you know, then you... You know, it's like what we did with the Chelsea, you know, the Kerry Dixon banner is, you know, you see the banner on the TV and you can say, yeah, I helped to make that. I helped to pay for that. So there you go. So let's hope uh, that all uh, gets funded. Now, um, it should really be time to go. But I cannot let this edition of the Chelsea Fancast go without mentioning what is arguably, forget Chelsea, you know, forget Action Jackson. We'll now have to call him Action Jackson. His performance of the week. No, no. The real performance of the week. And he knows what I'm talking about. His little face is smiling here. But I got my email from Kiro on the Prem Predictions League this week to find that the weekly runner-up, as in the person who got the second most, second highest number of points, and not just in the Chelsea Fancast League, I'm talking about all 1,500 people that take part in the Prem Predictions, was none other than Jonathan fucking Kidd. I kid you not. 161 points. Thank you, thank you. But what I did was was I thought, what would be the normal result here? And I thought, I'll do the opposite. And that's exactly what happened. And um, You should put put Spurs down for a win then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was very fortunate. I I don't know, I did. You got Liverpool-Luton right, that would have helped. Yeah, absolutely, that helped, and I got a couple of others right. Great, great shout that one. No, I I put Liverpool to win four one or something. Yeah, I lost great shout. I lost. I actually thought Luton had been playing all right, and um, and and had a couple of they were they were there or thereabouts for some teams, and uh, and I I think their Liverpool are are not the team everybody would like them to be. So uh, it it just seemed to make sense to me. Um, uh, but it was only I was very fortunate because they scored in the last minute, didn't they, Liverpool? Otherwise, it was. (laughs) going to be a Luton win but you know some of these things you just you think well that might be that but it, it's just, just luck ultimately isn't it you have an idea of of um of performance but uh, uh anything can happen referee ridiculous referee decisions somebody getting injured it, it ruins it all for you but yeah, yeah you get an idea so but then the next week I'll be down to minus 25 you know so I'm, I'm whatever it, well, I mean, there were only two players who predicted the, the Forest Villa result, and one of them was you, out of 1,500 people that play. And the other thing I should add, uh, it this week was in a very hard week. Um, I noticed, I mean, I didn't do badly. I think I got about 75 points or something. But, of course, I'm at the lofty heights of about 11th, I think. Uh, I am the top fancaster at the moment. Who knew? Who knew? Has it pushed me slightly higher, Chidge, from my my? Because I was about five from the bottom of everybody. I think I was one thousand five hundred and fiftieth before. Am I? Am I? Would you like to know? I can tell you. You have to keep talking while I find it. Yeah, Yeah, because you check where I am as well. I've I've been about average of about seventy most weeks. Okay, Chelsea is at this moment doing is looking at the screen. No, I'm looking. It's great radio. Hang on, I've got, to, I've got to go to page three. Sorry, guys. I've got on. to go to page three because three is where I normally find myself dwelling, right. lingering. I got, right. I got, I got ninety points, uh, and I'm in, I'm in eleventh. Uh, but the average yes. point score was about six this week. Yes, you said. Well, by the way, Ciro's given me free uh, membership for next year as a consequence. Yeah. Do you, norm- do you normally pay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you got a free yeah. game. Well done. Uh, hang on, where's Dan? Okay, and I normally on page six, the right pair of tits. 
<laughs> oh my god, Dan, Dan, you're on page one. Fuck me. How no way. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 40th. Oh, shit. I you're, think I've seen that well. You're above Dane Whittle. As far as us lot are concerned, I mean, Julian Spranger is still top, although uh, he got minus five points. Eric Morabito is in fifth. Why do I say fifth? Well, fifth is what determines where the Chelsea Fancast League comes in the Battle of the Mini Leagues, and we are currently top of the Mini Leagues as well. So the Chelsea Fancast is doing well. So everybody who plays in our league are brilliant. Um, anyway, I'm top of the fancasters. Marco's in 15th. Uh, Martin Wickham is 25th. So I'm doing all right. Bloody hell, who knew? Uh, Dan is 40th. Dane is 42nd. And then we're on to page two. Uh, so who comes next? Uh, la, 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 la. Kerry's in 59th. He's gone down. He won't be happy. He won't be happy with that at all. Tony Glover is in 65th. Who are we missing, Dan? Mark uh, Meehan. Alex. No, she's Alex not. Clayton. No, she's not. No, they're not in it. Mark Meehan, 79th. And um, I think that I think that might be it. Pat Nevin. Yeah. Pat Nevin's having a shocker this season. He's in 99th. And uh, JK. Sorry, I'm now, I'm now there. Page three. I'm not sure if you've gone up any places at all in spite of your stellar performance last week. Uh, you, you are 117th out of 120. Um, and much to his utter horror and chagrin, uh, you are one place above the absolutely lovely Brian Justman, whose only mission in life at this point is to is to, to is to leapfrog you by the end of the Good season. Oh, Brian! Yeah, there we go. Um, so there we go. I mean, there's so many of our mates in there. It's lovely to see so many of you in there. And remember, everybody, it's only a game. I mean, I may be the top fan cast at the moment, but I would put money on me being the bottom one by the end of the season because it's bloody hard. There you go. Uh, right, uh, that is all we've got time for. Yeah, well done, JK, by the way. I have to say, the amount of stick I give you every week for the Prem predictions, for, so for you to not only do well, but you've got an on, you've got slight, slight being mentioned in dispatches when you get on the Kiroima. Even I've never made it there, mate. Thank you. Yeah. I started off the season very well, if you remember. I was top after the very first week, and it's all been ridiculously downhill ever since. Mm. But occasionally, there's the odd, the odd spurt from me. The you odd know, spurt. Yes, I, indeed. growth spurt. Yes, not a, not in a turkey basting way, of course. No, indeed, we, we didn't want to go back no, there. Sorry. Never, ever again. Never, ever yeah. again. Uh, right, that is all we got time for tonight. J.K. and I will be back on Friday with Dane Whittle. Uh, hopefully, because Dane, Dane uh, cried off the last one, so hopefully we'll get him in. And, of course, we'll be looking ahead to Chelsea versus Man City, which is the Sunday match. Oh, what fun. So make sure you come and join us at the usual time of half past seven. Uh, do not be late, because we will. We're nearly always late. Have you not learned this by now? Right, if you like what we do, you can become a Chelsea Fancast patron, and uh, what that entails is uh, bunging us money basically free money every week no every month actually uh, just just to really if you appreciate what we do it's a nice thing to do but you don't have to no pressure we love you all the same whether you do or you don't uh if you do you have to go to patreon.com forward slash chelsea fancast and if you do you will uh, be entitled to a kerry dixon banner and of course you can join our discord group which is like Mixler, but 24-7. It's brilliant. It's populated by absolutely fantastic people. I love nipping in there and having a chat with a few of you. All really good people in there. It's not like Twitter or Facebook. It's just really lovely people who love Chelsea and respect each other, largely speaking. Uh, now, uh, talking of lovely people, uh, there's a whole load of emails that JK and I have yet to read. I don't think I'm going to manage a show, another show this week. I've got to go out tomorrow night 
so I need Thursday to 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 kind of like decompress. So we'll have to do it next week. But we'll have okay. a we'll have a good post bag by next week, I reckon, won't we? Nothing like a good so post bag. So be a proper proper long old in off the post if you're up for that. Uh, anyway, if you want to get your emails in, chelseafancast at gmail.com. Of course, you can also message us by all, any of the socials that we're on, and I'll try and pick it up and uh, put it in. Uh, so there you go. Um, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chid, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, and Dan at DanSills73. Dan, it's been lovely to see you again. I'm really sorry I didn't see you last night. Yeah, that'd be a shame, but I hope I see you Sunday. Absolutely, yeah. There's yeah. all we've got a board meeting, haven't we, at midday? So I'll definitely yeah. see you for that. And I have a bit of time for a bit of cock action afterwards. I hope so. I mean, I might get pulled, yeah. pulled, pulled out, no pun intended, for yeah. the over the line thing. So maybe we go and Is do it... that. You're going to be with me, aren't you? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't need to get the pub, and then yeah, over the line, I'll do the uh, feedback one or two. Well, Ken Kenroy's mate, who I was supposed to be looking after, uh, well, it's a terrible story. He. Um, he was supposed to be over for the City match. We were trying to get him a ticket. Um, yeah. he's, he's a Kenroy's mate from St. Lucia, right? And uh, guess what he did? Being from Rich abroad. No, but being from abroad, he's he, he presumed that the match was on Saturday, which, of course, originally oh. it was, and he's booked his flight back for Sunday morning. Oh, Can you believe that? Error. Dreadful. I mean, I we have so many mates from abroad in the States. I mean, yeah. Roban. Ro- has done this for Christmas, and I'll talk to you when the show's finished about that. He's now extended yeah. his he's now extended his stay so he can take in the yeah. Brighton game. But he was fucked over by the Wolves game being on Christmas Eve. Yeah, I mean, again, it's well, Premier League broadcasters not giving any shits about supporters but changing things too late for absolutely announcing matches. But it's yeah. not it's not just us. It's not just us who are affected over here. It's our mates from abroad who come yeah, over. Exactly. And it's, it's even worse. Yeah, because they, they they may book six, eight, ten, twelve weeks in advance. No idea when the Premier League are going to change their broadcasting. It's just it's, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, mate, lovely yeah. to see you. Uh, I'll have a chat with you about Roban after the after we go cool. off air. Uh, J.K., my old chinoise. Sorry, I didn't see you last night. Although I did see you, and we took a photograph of you, as you know. I saw the photo. It made me look about um, three foot four. It did, didn't it? Yeah. Have you seen my, me me with Bella? I've, I haven't put that up yet, have I? No, I must see it. Oh, I'll, put it I'll put it up after the show. So I'll see if it's the same person that I kept wandering past thinking, oh, she's pretty. Yeah. I, I look I look ridiculously happy. <laughs> happy and handsome. Well, I don't know about that, but definitely ridiculously happy. I've got a, a grin on my face like... A, like a, a, a five-year-old school kid who's just done a raid on a sweet shop. But there we go. Ah. Anyway, JK, lovely to see you. Look forward to seeing you on Friday. We should have our chum Dave Walker from uh, Better Red Than... Better Red... What is it? Better Dead... I can't remember his bloody blog's name. Better Than Red. Better Dead Than Red. Better than red. Yeah. Well, no, Better Red Than Dead. I can't remember. Anyway, he's a big Man City fan. He's very funny. And uh, we've had him on loads. So I'm hoping to get him on 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 Freedy, Freedy Night. So there we go. We'll have a City fan for opposition view. Right, you lot out there have been absolutely brilliantly uh, fantastic as well. Uh, I've, oh, I've got just one thing. David Hurst on Mixler says, thoughts on Emma leaving. Um, if I was you, David, I would tune in to Wentamo King's Meadow to hear Dane and, and his mates uh, because they will be in a much better uh, position to comment on Emma's leaving. But obviously we're all gutted because she's absolutely fantastic. 
irreplaceable, I would argue. So there you go. Right. Uh, You'd be brilliant in the Mixler. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. See you soon. Till then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. Tottenham get battered everywhere they go. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.